You're listening to episode number 15 of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. Today, we have Brittany Castro of Financially Wise Inc. with us, and we are talking all things money. Now, before you click out and start a different podcast, let me explain. I know that money can be a touchy subject. I know that it can be a word that we tend to shy away from. But in today's episode, we're going to help you drastically improve not just your financial game plan, but how you think about and feel about money altogether. Money mindset is absolutely huge when it comes to creating a life of abundance. So we will share the top three ways that you can improve your money mindset right now. Plus, we're taking the fear and avoidance out of your relationship with money and discussing the best ways to approach saving, spending, and investing your money in your 20s and 30s. All of this and more from today's guest, Brittany Castro, who is the founder and CEO of Financially Wise Inc., a Los Angeles-based financial planning firm whose mission is to teach individuals and couples the art of managing their money the fun and simple way. Brittany is a certified financial planner, chartered retirement planning counselor, accredited asset management specialist, entrepreneur, and speaker. And after years of working in the corporate world of financial planning, Brittany realized she wanted to work with clients the same way she talks about money with her friends in a fun, personal, compassionate, relatable, and non-judgmental way. That is why she created Financially Wise Inc. in 2013 as a financial planning firm with services ranging from fee-only financial planning, online money courses, financial wellness workshops, speaking engagements, and brand partnerships. Brittany has become a well-known expert and go-to resource for national media outlets like CNN, CNBC, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Times, Good Day LA, Fox 11, Glamour, Elle, Marie Claire, Entrepreneur, Women's World, and so many more. So, yeah, she's a total money badass, and I cannot wait for you to soak up all of her insights and advice in this episode. I know that you'll walk away feeling empowered and educated about your finances, and I promise it won't hurt one bit. But before we start today's show, I wanted to read the review of the week. This one comes from Morgie Morg, and she says, My absolute favorite podcast. I love listening to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. Every episode has something you can take away to better yourself and your everyday life. Marie and her guests are so relatable, great to listen to, and make you want to achieve your goals, whatever they may be. I always feel so uplifted, motivated, and confident after listening to these podcasts and look forward to new ones constantly. Morgan, thank you so much for your kind words. I'm honestly ecstatic that you're finding the show not just inspiring, but useful in your own life. Because while I obviously love connecting with all of these amazing women for my own selfish reasons, I also strive to make sure that every single episode serves you, the listener. And I always try to weave in our shared truths and actionable takeaways that we can all put to use in our own unique journeys. So thank you again for seeing that and valuing it because that is really an important part of the show. If you want to be featured in next week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. Those two simple things are the absolute best, quickest, most effective ways to support the show and help it reach new ears. And in case you haven't noticed, I love featuring you guys on my Instagram stories when you share the show and tag me. So if you're not driving right now, just take a quick screenshot and share it with your story so that your people can experience this magic right along with you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to and supporting the show. Now let's get into today's episode. 
Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, health and fitness influencer, coach, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to become their very best selves. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life that you love right now. We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. I'll be honest, when I first started my fitness journey, I was that person that never had a plan. I walked into the gym and just did whatever I felt like that day. A couple sets here, a few reps there, and then I would leave. And after a year or so of following that approach, I had seen a little bit of progress, but I knew that so much more was possible. So I finally decided to get on an actual training program. And what do you know, after just a couple weeks of sticking to it, I was blown away by the progress I was making. I was getting stronger, looking better, and feeling more confident than ever, all because I finally committed to a structured plan. I thought I would get bored of a program, but it turns out having some consistent variables allowed me to truly challenge myself and I looked forward to beating my previous best week after week. Having structure and accountability from a plan makes a world of difference when it comes to your fitness goals. Myself and my hundreds of clients can definitely attest to that. Throughout the years, I have developed my signature training method and perfected my best workouts, and now they're available in my very own iPhone app. Sculpted Strong is a four-phase, 12-week program that focuses on building a strong, toned, and feminine physique while also gaining confidence and feeling amazing. So if you're looking for something that will both transform your body and keep your workouts fun and interesting, this is the program for you. For more info and to sign up, go to mariewoldapp.com. That's M-A-R-I-E-W-O-L-D-A-P-P.com. And because my podcast listeners are just the best, I created a discount code that will save you $10 on your enrollment, and that's PODLOVE, P-O-D-L-O-V-E, and that, again, is on mariewoldapp.com. I know that you're going to love this app as much as I do, and I cannot wait to see your transformation. Brittany, I am so excited to talk to you today. When I first heard about you or about what you do, I was actually listening to Gary Vee's book, Crushing It on audiobook, and he spoke so highly of you. And one of the main things that he talked about was how you have made a name for yourself in the personal finance industry, which is not an easy task from what I understand. So can you give us a summary of your journey, both career-wise and just personally? Who are you? What are you all about? (laughs) Yeah. So my story, the short version is I got a degree in business economics from UC Santa Barbara. And I always had this idea of starting my own business, but I had no idea what a financial planner was or anything financial related. I just knew I liked this idea of being a businesswoman, going out there and helping people. So I got a job offer. I talked to my career counselor. She said, give it a shot. I said, I have no idea what this is. She goes, well, you won't know if you like it until you try it. 
So I did. So five years at Ameriprise is where I began my career, which is just a financial planning company. And I got a lot of great training and it was perfect timing because that's when they actually spent a lot of time and money training new advisors, which is pretty hard these days to find. So I became a very successful advisor at Ameriprise. But what I learned is I was working a lot. And even though I was successful, I was sick a lot and it wasn't really thriving. I wasn't happy. And 2008, 2009 happened and that's when the stock market tanked. And I realized if I want to stay in this business, I have to find a way to do it where I can be more creative and be more entrepreneurial and launch these ideas I had, which was to be more of like a media and expert face for women specifically at that time. So I left that company in 2010, got my certified financial planning designation, which I was 26 at the time and probably still one of the youngest to get the CFP designation. And then I started this independent firm in West LA, which is like a, you know, kind of wealthy area of Los Angeles. And I just started to rebuild my practice. So get new clients, teach workshops. And then I studied other business owners who were launching online YouTube channels and using social media, which was like when it was really becoming more mainstream to kind of pitch their services. And I wanted to do the same with money. So I had to jump through hoops with my compliance team because finance is very unique than other industries because we have so many compliance regulations. So every day I'd literally talk to my compliance people and I say, no, you don't understand. Twitter is just having a conversation with people, but it's online and I would have to get everything pre-approved. But I knew that launching this more of like an online marketing would help me long-term and really help me build more of my speaking and media career, which I was really focused on doing at that time. So after about two years there, I ended a long-term relationship at a boyfriend and we broke up and I basically had one of those aha moments of, okay, if you're going to do it, do it now and start your own business. So I started my own financial planning company when I was 28 and it was called Financially Wise Women, which we just changed the name to Financially Wise Inc. And it was a huge leap of faith. Like first time being a business owner, really no clue what I was doing, but every day I worked so hard and hustled and I still do, but I have a definitely different way of working now, which is a lot more balanced and fulfilled. And so I started it to do financial planning. I launched an online course, really continued my workshops and speaking, wanted to become a paid speaker. So I started to really pitch myself as that, get corporate work conference deals. And then I became a Chase spokesperson three years ago, which has been an amazing partnership. I really love working with them. They're all about financial literacy for the masses and Really, my dream and vision of having this more creative financial planning company that not only helped individual people invest and manage their money, but also scale it and leverage online media and social media, you know, online products, speaking workshops, you know, it's here. Like I'm living my dream, which is really cool. And I think especially this year, I really felt it. We're in five and a half years in business. I have the right people on my team. I have like five amazing people who work with me. I have the right clients. We just launched our new brand. Like everything just feels in alignment. And, and honestly, it gets better. And I feel 
you know, for me, being a business owner is just something I do. Yeah, I'm an entrepreneur and I like to create, but I also have a very balanced life. I have a huge social network. I enjoy a lot of meditation retreats. I dance, I work out. You know, I'm not just working 24 seven, even though it might seem that way. <laughs> it's actually a lot of planning that goes into it and delegation and systems. And when you build it the right way, you'll see that things can actually operate, which was always a big part of growing this business was like making the business run even without me. So learning how to delegate, learning systems, and we're constantly updating our systems. Like it never ends. Like last month we projects, you know, every month we have a project of what we're enhancing because also technology is constantly improving and changing. But I think that's what keeps it exciting. And that's also part of my creative juices, Marie. It's, you know, being an entrepreneur, you get to leverage a lot of your creativity. And it's, it's a big part of why I love it so much. I would say one of the best parts of being an entrepreneur is you get to reverse engineer your business to fit what you want your life to look like, which it sounds like you've done, but has it always been that way? Like, what was it like in the early stages? And what are some like mistakes or lessons that you made in the earlier years? Yeah, I think you nailed it, like really reverse engineering. So when I first started this company, I remember I was at an airport, I was coming home from a trip and my flight got delayed and it was raining. And I literally wrote out in full detail, pages upon pages, my ideal life, everything I wanted for myself, where I would live, the type of friends I would have, even like the gym and working out my, you know, health regimen, the type of work, my office, what it would look like, the people that I would hire on my team, what I would offer, you know, the type of life I would live, meaning give back, treat people nicely, that sort of thing, you know, fall in love, have a partnership that serves me well. So I literally wrote out in full detail. And I think that's so important because it works. Like Maria works. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and it's so cool to say that because, you know, I basically created my ideal life for myself. I didn't, I didn't come from an entrepreneur family. I didn't, you know, most of my family, my brothers, you know, is a little more traditional. You go to school, you get a job, you get married, you buy a home, have kids. So I was kind of creating this whole other life for myself. And I think what you said about the reverse engineering is really key. And then you know, constantly revisit because even this year, like I woke up and I thought, oh, I have everything. So let me dream again. Right. So now what does it look like? Now what else do I want to do or become in this world? And I think that's such a huge part of creation. And especially being a woman, we really, I mean, we create babies. So we have the power to create a lot of good things in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously we encourage our listeners to make those dreams, like put pen to paper and write everything out, what you want your future to be like. But what are your thoughts about like, do we need to know how exactly we're going to get there? Or is it more important to just make the dream and figure it out as you go along? Oh, love this question. So don't focus on how. <laughs> obviously, you got to do work. It's not you just like dream and then sit back and chill all day. No, it doesn't work that way. But dream and then do the work, but don't be attached to how it's going to come and the timing. So sometimes like when I, for example, 
maybe I was focused on building out my online course. And at the same time I was doing that, then I started to get more media inquiries, which was part of the vision. But then all of a sudden it was like, oh, here it's coming. So I better redirect a little bit and address that and put the money class on hold for a month, right? So you got to flow. I think you flow life and flow with opportunities and the how you just never know. So, you know, I think the biggest advice I would give myself five years ago is just stay open, stay open to meeting people, to having those conversations, telling people what you want, because I think a lot of times people are afraid to say what they want. No, say what you want very clearly. I want this. I want a Porsche, whatever, like whatever it is, own it. Because then people say, oh, okay, Marie, you want a Porsche? I actually have a friend who's a Porsche dealer. So let me connect you. And then you say, oh, okay. And then I'll go learn about the Porsche and then see if it's time to do it now or maybe six months from now, right? So it's that. you got to stay open and hear and see when those opportunities come. And I tell you, a lot of the things that I have now are way bigger and better than I even imagined. But I had some inkling, right? Oh, I want something like this. But then when I actually received it, it was so much better. And I thought, oh, you know, it's because I put in the hustle. I like, I had, you know, put in the work. So then when it came, I was able to recognize it and appreciate it. And I think I have a lot of gratitude, which also helps keep the things that you want in your life and make it continue to come. Yeah, for sure. I love that you just kind of intertwine that because this is the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. So you've totally done that. But I want to talk money mindset because I I will be the first to admit I am not a personal finance guru. I actually just hired like a chief financial officer for my own business. And basically when we first, when we did our first meeting, I was like, this is a mess, please save me. (laughs) But one thing I do do pretty well is money mindset. And I think that's been a huge factor in my success and my peace of mind with money, despite (laughs) everything being really disorganized. So let's talk money mindset. Like, what is it? Why is it important? How can people get better with it? Yeah, great question. So I love that you're practicing that, by the way. Super cool. I mean, there's a lot of aspects to money and the mindset, but especially if you're working on wealth consciousness is what I call it, meaning expanding your income or expanding your level of abundance, whether it's how you feel abundantly or you actually see the abundance. Like one thing I would say is, I mean, I know this sounds pretty cheesy, but every day, I mean, I meditate every morning. It's part of my practice. I've done it for four, no, five years now. But meditation helps me stay present to see the abundance around me. So every morning, you can even do the simple check-in of like, what am I grateful for? Like literally, I'm grateful for my legs (laughs) so I can walk you know, the warm bed that I'm able to sleep in or the clean water, you know, little things to big things. I'm grateful for all the love in my life. And when you practice gratitude, what you'll find is you kind of stay in this state throughout your day where you're more calm and more centered. And then you actually appreciate more. Like I see more beauty in my day. I feel the richness of this world that we live in. Simple things. I walk down the street and I think, oh, look at all these 
flowers. Why do they have so many flowers? <laughs> you know, that's abundance. It's, it's because this world is abundant. We have so many different types of flowers. I think this is extremely important because our world operates in a very scarcity mentality, which in my opinion is not real. So we learn through education, through society, through our parents to focus on fear and, you know, you got to go out and compete for what's yours and there's only a limited amount of what you want. (laughs) You can't always get what you want. But it's not true. And really when you come at it from the right angle of, I deserve the wealth, I deserve to be happy, I deserve to have love in my life, then you'll see it and you'll nurture it and you'll harvest it and you'll continue to operate in that level of consciousness where you just attract it. And I know this to be possible because I've done it in my own life. And my life is very abundant because I live this way. I constantly receive things. And and I'm not only talking like material, but love, connection, gifts. (laughs) You know, I get things for free all the time. And Mm -hmm. it's because I I operate from that mentality of gratitude and abundance. So, you know, if this is something that you're working on, really do the work because it can change how you live and operate and it's so worth it. Yeah. Would you say that good money mindset is linked to like the law of attraction or are they totally different things? Are they related? No, I think it's I think it's related. I think it's what I'm talking about. If you stay in that realm of like I actually see money as a, a flow, like an energy. So like the ocean, like the waves come in and they go out, right? So money is like that, comes in and it goes out. So when you focus on the abundance and the flow, then you'll constantly have money, you'll never worry about it, you'll have more money. But if you start to block it, meaning you put up a wall, you start to hoard your money or you get afraid and you avoid your money or you think I'm not worth the money that I'm receiving, it's it's almost like you're blocking (laughs) the natural flow Mm -hmm. of nature, which it doesn't make sense. Like if you look at the ocean and you say, oh, I'm going to try to fight this wave right now, (laughs) it makes no sense, right? You usually surrender. You surrender to the wave and then you realize that's how you get out of like, you know, big waves as you surrender. So it might seem scary to surrender and say, you know what, I'm just going to let money come in and out, but it really makes a difference in your life. Yeah. So this is like all high level thinking. And for a lot of people that might struggle with their money mindset, they're probably like, what the heck, this just seems crazy. And I'm never going to get to a place where I have that mindset. So what are three things that our listeners can do to improve their money mindset right now? One thing to do, write out all the things you're grateful for that either money brought you or helps you maintain. Mm -hmm. So make a list, literally make a list, everything. Another thing I would say, pay for someone today. It could just be buying someone a cup of coffee or maybe you give, you know, a treat to your loved one or maybe take someone out to dinner or like whatever, just give, give of yourself. And sometimes that means actually giving tangible money. And then the third thing I would say is write a letter, (laughs) I would say to your money and tell it why you're grateful for it. Even if you have debt, even if you're not making enough income yet, there's so many positives that you have in your life 
that you probably aren't aware of because you're focusing on the one negative thing or the one problem. And they could be big problems. I'm not saying that life isn't hard. I mean, there's real challenges that we face in life. But by shifting your mindset to get out of that negative mentality and only focusing on the bad and what's wrong and you're focusing on all the positive, you'll see that actually brings more of the good stuff to you. Mm, Yeah, I love that. So one thing I see you talk about and that you're talking about today that I don't see from a lot of other finance experts is that you actually encourage your clients to like spend money on fun things and like see the money go out, but know that it'll come back in. Whereas I feel like a lot of the messages I see from finance people are like, grip your money so tightly. You should have a super strict budget. You should count where every cent goes. So how do you teach your clients to like balance those two perspectives of like being smart with your money? and keeping a budget while also like knowing that there's a flow and that you shouldn't overanalyze everything. It comes just like the art of money. So there's a balance to it. Yeah, you got to be aware of your spending. And I'm not saying like go out and spend recklessly. Mm -hmm. But when you create a budget and you see you have a certain amount of your money every month for all those variable items, make sure that you're spending on items that you want. Like, that's what I say should be your fun. Like, like, enjoy that side of the equation. And it might feel really uncomfortable in the beginning. You might feel you have guilt or you might feel like a bad person for spending money, but you'll see that it actually creates more money in your life because you're in the flow. You're in mm. that flow. It's going in, it's going out, and you're not clinging to it on the back end. So it is a practice like everything else and you got to continue it and work on it. You might have to actually talk to a therapist or a financial planner or coach to help you, a professional to help you really do this work. But I'm telling you it's possible. And you know, it's not just to like, oh, YOLO. (laughs) No, be wise with your money, but also remember I know people have said this, but at the end of the day, it doesn't go with you. You cannot Mm. take money with you. So, I mean, we've all heard of stories, people who have all the money in the world and they're still unhappy, right? And they're still living in this very scarcity mentality. Some of the wealthiest people have lived this way. I don't know. To me, that's not a way to live. (laughs) You know, I don't want to live that way. I, I think we live in a time where we have the opportunity to choose differently, which is very amazing. Maybe our parents and grandparents didn't have that freedom and flexibility, but we do. We have the ability to enjoy life, enjoy our money. I mean, even though we have real struggles, it's, you know, most of the time it's not survival struggles. Like think all the way back in the day, you know, every day we're not hunting for our food. Right. And avoiding big predators. I mean... <laughs> I know there's real things, but I, you know, it's also like put it into perspective a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think when you do all those things, you'll, you'll start to notice the shift. And then once you, I don't know about you, but anytime I see a shift occur, it makes me want to continue to do the work to get that. Yeah. Working out. I love to work out. I'm not attached to the physical outcome. Like I used to be in my twenties, but what I'm attached to is how it makes me feel inside. It makes me feel great. makes me feel strong. I feel clear and confident. Those endorphins are real. <laughs> you, can't, you can't deny it. I feel uh-huh. great. So that's, you know, kind of what you want to do with your money. Yeah, 
it's nice to have money, but like take kind of take that outcome out of it and, and learn how to enjoy the inner aspect of doing these things financially and what that will bring you now, not 20 years from now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really easy to get caught up in like, how should I be planning for the future? Where should I be investing money? my money, which is really important. And we will talk about that later, but I think it's also really important to like take time for yourself and allow yourself to enjoy what you have now. Like personally, I found when I give myself a little spending money to like go on a vacation or take some time for myself, like go get a massage or something. Then after I treat myself in that way, like I'm so much better in all other areas of my life and making that money back becomes so easy because I feel great. And I'm like in that flow, like you said. Definitely. I agree hundred percent. Yeah. And I schedule those things in and I budget them in. Like I budget my well, well-being, my wellness, like mm-hmm. self Yeah. So important. So I am 23 and everyone knows that finances are a sore spot for people in my generation. Everything we know about like school loans, those can feel impossible to get ahead of. Housing has gotten more expensive. The job market can be cutthroat. All of these things we perceive sometimes to be working against us. So what like advice do you have for people my age or in their 30s, how can we get ahead and obtain the financial freedom that we all know should be possible for us, but we just like don't know how to get there? I can't believe you're only 23. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wise. Wow. Thank Your you. level of wealth consciousness is really impressive, Marie. Thank you. I appreciate that. You understand a lot about the inner parts, which is, I think, really important, even Thanks. more important than the tactical. So, yeah, I think you brought up some good points. It's different. It's a different game. You come out of school, you have debt, you you know don't earn a whole lot, and you we have expensive lives. So I think some things to focus on is one, follow the 50-20-30 rule for budgeting. So look at your income every month after taxes. 50% should go towards fixed expenses. You know, rent, mortgage, car payment, health insurance. is the goal to save, and that means your cushion just to build cash, paying extra toward your debt, maybe retirement, and then 30% is what you could spend for all that fun stuff, you know, travel, clothes, self-care. But if you find that you do the 50-20-30 and your waist stretch maybe of 70% going towards your fixed and you can't have a lot of money to save, don't get discouraged. Literally setting aside 1% is better than nothing Mm. because the whole whole idea is to build the system. So even when you feel like you don't have enough money or like literally living paycheck to paycheck, get the system in place. At least put something like 50 bucks away every month in a savings account and start it because it's the whole part of starting it and making it automated that is what you want to build because every year you look at it, you improve it. And if you have a lot of debt, I mean, look, you've got to find a way to deal with it and face it head on. You know, mm-hmm. I've had my own journey. I didn't have student loan debt, but I, I took out debt when I started the business. So it was a different thing I had to go through, which is, oh, I'm going to invest in my company, invest in my future. I'm very confident I'll pay it off. But, you know, I still have a game plan. I still have all these things that I'm doing to make sure that I'm clear about that. So it doesn't drag me down. You know what I mean? Like I'm not suffering because I have debt. So you don't have to suffer, but 
be honest about it too, right? Because I think anything that you avoid only gets worse. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I, you know, really, I think it's probably like you, you, you can spend a lot of your early years learning wealth consciousness so that when you do build your foundation financially, it's solid and it's not something that might get destroyed as life happens. So a lot of this, like this podcast is great because listening to this, getting these little nuggets of wisdom can really go a long way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, so most of my listeners are 20s and 30s and now is like the time to figure this stuff out and like work on your money mindset and make sure that you have these systems in place because it's only going to get harder the longer you put it off, right? Like things are only going to get messier and more confusing and more overwhelming the longer you just let things fester. So what would be like your go-to resources that people can go to to get educated and like learn this stuff for themselves? Because, you know, the running joke of like, when we go to school, all we learn is useless knowledge, like the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell and like all of that stuff. So I feel like we're very much left to figure out finances on our own. So where would you recommend that people go? First, go to my website, financiallywiseinc.com. At the very top of my website, you'll see three tips to become a confident investor. This is like a video training I created. So sign up for that. It's free and you'll get this video training just to start learning. So financiallywiseinc.com. And then the second thing I would tell you to check out on my website is our online money class. So if you go to Financial Delights, you'll see money class. And that's actually a course that you can purchase, which is a six-week course. It's kind of like buy it and start it at any time, do it yourself or, but think about it. You didn't get this course in college. You probably didn't learn it in high school. So at some point you actually have to invest and get it on your own. So I created this money class to really be like the college class about money that you didn't get. And you mm. can roll in it. I'm telling you, we've had hundreds of people take this course and they, you know, have really changed their financial situation for the better. So there's a lot of good things that you can do for yourself. And I think if you just visit my website, you'll see that we have a lot of great offerings for you. I love that. And I mean, I went to business school. I took accounting classes. I took finance classes and I still left and graduated business school having no idea how to run my own finances or the finances for my business. So I think having courses and places to educate ourselves is so, so important. And the fact that you can do it in a way that isn't like super boring or super overwhelming is just a huge bonus as well. So I think one thing people get easily overwhelmed about outside of like budgeting and that stuff is what should people be doing to invest? Like we hear about investing in ourselves as far as reading books and going, hiring coaches and all that stuff. And then when it comes to investing money, it seems like there are a million different things you could do. Like, should I buy Bitcoin? Should I buy stocks, bonds? What company should I go through? Like what should people in their 20s be doing? At least start by learning about it. You really want to invest diversified. Unfortunately, there's no black and white answer, Marie. Of course, yeah. <laughs> you really want to diversify your money, whatever money you are investing. But you got to first understand what investing really is and make sure you set it up for the long haul because you know you should really only be investing for goals that are 10 years beyond. So really, if you... I mean, a lot of times I advise people, get your budget first, get your cash cushion built first, work on your debt. And if you find that you still have room to put away for the long term, 
then let's talk about investing. But until you have those foundational pieces done, it doesn't make sense to invest because it's too risky. Like if something happened and you needed money short term, you're going to have to pull from your investment account and you're going to get hit with penalty and taxes and you're not going to be happy about it. So really learn and I don't know, hire a financial planner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. And that is always kind of my answer when people ask me like higher level health and fitness questions too, is it's like, it depends. There are so many underlying things that we have to consider before we make a decision as to what direction to go to or how you should work out or things like that. And I'm sure that it's the same for financial planning. So what would you say if we can speak generally, like what are the biggest money mistakes that you're seeing from your clients, especially people that are my age or in their thirties? Mistakes, just avoiding money, not looking at it, not getting a budget in place, not having enough cash cushion for emergencies or opportunities, not getting like the right insurance, disability insurance or life insurance. I mean, there's a lot of things, but I think the main point is people just avoiding money. (laughs) Yeah. Like don't avoid it. So if you can just take care of it, and get ahead of the game, you're going to be a lot happier. So it's really easy to say like, just do it, just face it. But why do you think people have such a hard time facing it? Why do you think people avoid money so much? I think it's scary for a lot of people. It's just something they don't know. You didn't learn about it in school. So it becomes this like scary subject that, you know, anything that I think when you don't know something, it's a lot scarier than it seems. (laughs) I'm sure like health, like you imagine, you know, people think health means they can never eat a cookie again and they're going to have to work out 24 seven. Well, no, come on, that's not real. It's not going to last. It's about balance and finding stuff that will work for your lifestyle and making it work with you. It's your friend, not your enemy. So I think people are just afraid because it's something they don't know. You can really just learn it and you'll realize it's not as scary as it seems. Right. Yeah. Once things are familiar, they're way less scary. And if you don't give them the opportunity to like loom over you and build up to be this huge thing, and if you just face it now, it's a lot easier. So where can people find your courses? Can you remind us one more time? Financiallywiseinc.com. And you can go on the tab that says financial delights. (laughs) And there's a lot of goodies there. Nice. That you can roll in. Okay. I love that. And then where can they find you on social media? Because you post a lot of good tips on there too, right? Yeah. Follow me on Instagram. So I'm Brittany Castro, B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y-C-A-S-T-R-O. Awesome. So let's wrap up with a few just fun rapid fire questions, if that's cool with you. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Okay. Do you have a dog? Yes. Aria is her name. Oh, cute. What kind of dog is she? She's a terrier mix. I rescued her, so we don't really know. (laughs) Adorable. Okay. Calling or texting? Calling. Old school. All right. Pancakes or waffles? Ooh, waffles. How come? As long as they're gluten-free. I think I like (laughs) they're crispier. I like things that are tougher and crispier. Okay. Gotcha. Hot coffee or iced coffee? (gasps) Oh, Marie, all coffee? normally. (laughs) I would say hot, but this last month, summer, I got addicted to cold brew, which mm. I'm not 
not really proud about. <laughs> yeah. Cold brew is super strong too. Like I, I can't drink it anymore because I've gotten too sensitive to caffeine, but I used to love it. It's so strong. And I think once you're hooked on it, ugh, so I got to, I got to be person. Yeah. Would you rather go to the movies or watch Netflix at home? Netflix. Okay. So if you're watching Netflix, would you rather watch a horror movie or a comedy? Comedy. Okay. Yeah, me too. I, I'm such a baby. And then last one, what is your favorite beverage of choice, alcoholic or otherwise? Definitely. I'm a water girl. I like (laughs) water and I like coffee. I don't drink alcohol very rarely, but when I do, I do like a good tequila. Mm -hmm. Nice. drink any alcohol it's tequila okay yeah I'm a fan like a nice skinny margarita on the beach I'll go for that Ooh. <laughs> I just drink it like on the rocks with oh face. okay okay I feel yeah. like that says a lot about a person I'm hardcore <laughs> <laughs> for sure clearly oh yeah and is your dog named after Arya Stark from Game of Thrones yes <laughs> Okay. I had to ask that. Okay. Last but not least, because this is the Grinding Me Grateful podcast, we've got to know what's one thing that you are currently grinding for. And then what's one thing that you are hugely grateful for? Right now I'm grinding. So we're creating a um, new program for other financial advisors. It's going to launch in January. It's basically to teach other planners what I did using social media and marketing, et cetera. So that's what I've been building on the side. And then what am I grateful for? Honestly, right now, I'm very grateful for my health. I uh, had some medical stuff that I went through this year. And I've always been healthy. I've always been grateful for it. But it brings a new level of understanding life and death. And uh, I mean, literally simple things like I wake up and I'm grateful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That sounds, you know, it might be like a little woo-woo or cheesy, but I think when your health is compromised or you go through medical scares, you, you have a whole different appreciation for your body and what it can do on a daily basis. So I'm very grateful for it. Yeah, for sure. I love that. And your course is going to be so, so helpful for people because I'm sure you get questions all the time as to how you did what you did, especially in an industry with really tight regulations. Are the regulations still as tight now as they were back then or have they kind of loosened up a little bit? Um, It's still about the same. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, but I've just learned how to navigate. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that's going to be super appreciated. And I'm so with you on the health thing. I've gone through some health stuff the last year or so too that pretty much like took me out of work for a while. And I know I was reading your blog and you said that you have actually had brain surgery, right? Yeah, yeah. That is, that's tough stuff. And it's unfortunate that sometimes it takes something like that for us to really understand like how to be grateful for our lives. But all you can do is be grateful for the experience and try to hold on to that, you know? Definitely. I can't believe you're only 23. <laughs> I've always I've always been told that I'm an old soul and I'm also like an only child. So I grew up around adults all the time. And yeah, that's just, I've always been this way. I've always been mature. Well, from age. <laughs> you're very mature and aware. It's, I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I appreciate your time. 
Thank you, Marie. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, guys, go check out Brittany. Learn about money. Don't be afraid of it. Just tackle it head on. It's better now than never. So go check out Brittany. Send her some love. Let her know that you heard about her through the podcast and thank her for her time. And we will see you in the next one. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for spending your time with me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast today. I'm super happy that we were able to hang out and share some good vibes today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it, whether it's texting it to your friend, linking it on Twitter, or posting a screenshot on your Instagram story. It is all super appreciated. And please leave a short review on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Tell me what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of this show is for you so your feedback matters plus it would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women everywhere to become their very best selves thank you again for listening and supporting the show and until next time don't forget to grind to be grateful my friends